0: Log Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas. Uh, this is on Sunday, April the 9th. And welcome to our commentary. Happy Easter Sunday to everybody. I hope that everybody got together, got to do some of the things that we do. On Easter Sunday, of course, for us Christians, this is one of the most important days of the year. Uh, this is the, the day, of course, that Jesus rose from the dead, fulfilling uh, the prophecy. And for most of us who are Christians, this and I guess Christmas Day are the two most uh, important days of the year. We had some nice weather today around here in North Texas. It was a little warm, but otherwise a, a very nice day to be outside and Go to the parks and enjoy some of the new flowers that uh, we now have in the area. So I hope all of you had a had a very happy Easter Easter Sunday. I have a post over. Uh, let me say Happy Easter there to my friend Eric. Um, I had a I have a post over at the American Thinker today talking about the Easter season. You know when our family first came to the United States, and for those of you who may not remember. I was born in Cuba, and I came to the United States uh, in the '60s with my parents. I was a, a kid back then. We were political refugees. We were we came here, you know, escaping, of course, the horrors of communism in in Cuba. And our family came here, and we came from an entirely different Easter tradition because we were we had grown up in, in the very strict Catholic tradition of. Of this week, you know, Holy Week, uh, Holy Monday, Holy Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Holy Friday. I mean, it was just uh, as the week went by, it got more holy. And uh, so, you know, we we, <laughs> we were just a totally different uh, experience. So when we came here, when we came here, there were some things that uh, at first, sort of, you know, we didn't know anything about. We didn't know about Easter bunnies. We didn't know about the chocolates. And even the whole concept of Easter Sunday was a little bit different, because we used to call it the Day of Resurrection. And here, of course, it was called Easter Sunday. Uh, I mean, those are just semantics, of course. Uh, I'm sure Christians understand that Easter means uh, the Day of Resurrection. So all of this, all of this, for us, was a learning experience. But the one thing that I think a lot of us, it took uh, some of us, my family and myself, a little bit to get used to, were the Easter hats, these Easter hats that ladies would wear on Easter Sunday. Now, over time, I came to love these hats. And over time, I I will tell you that I'm a huge fan of the hats. I love to see women wearing those hats. And one of the nice things today about Easter Sunday is, of course, uh, women wear dresses more in spring colors and all of that. So even though I didn't grow up with that tradition, uh, I, I love it now. That I live in the United States, and that is the one thing about Easter that I really love is how up here, at least, it is the beginning of spring. Even though it technically may not be the beginning of spring, it sort of feels that way because that's the way people uh, react to the whole thing, how they dress and those Easter hats, of course, that that ladies wear on these days. In fact, there were a couple of little girls today at the church who were absolutely... (laughs) Absolutely beautiful. These few little girls with their spring dresses and their and their Easter hats. It was just absolutely beautiful, and uh, uh, I, I couldn't help but comment uh, their uh, and tell their parents how cute their their little girls were. So for us coming here, those were all new traditions. Those were all things that we didn't know anything about, and they were a bit uh, interesting for us to get acquainted, if you will, with a different way of celebrating. Of celebrating Easter. We used to call it Holy Week. I guess they still do in Spanish, uh, Semana Santa. And Holy Week was exactly that. I mean, the more you went through the week, started out on Monday and went Tuesday and Wednesday, and it really got holy on Thursday and Friday. And, of course, on, on, on Saturday, too. And then everything was just uh, a big day of celebration on uh, on Easter Sunday. So happy Easter to all of you. I hope you had a chance to enjoy it uh, with your family. There's a couple of stories that I think we're going to be talking a great deal about in in the coming week. Of course, we're going to be talking about the Trump indictment. uh, That's a never-ending story. I mean, that's just going to go on and on for a while, and I'm not exactly sure where it's going to go, but at the moment, uh, I don't think they are hurting Trump as much as they think they are, because I think this uh, indictment was frankly so shallow that I, I just don't think it's hurting Trump uh, at the moment. There may be other things down the road more troublesome for uh, for Trump, but at least this first indictment, I think in the minds of most people, they see it as purely political. But there's a couple of other stories that I believe we're going to be talking a little bit more about next week, and I'm just going to tell you about them because I think there will be topics of interest. Number one is what happened in Tennessee, where those three Democrats who were part of that group that broke into the Capitol and disrupted the proceedings in the Capitol, they were expelled, or at least two of them were expelled by the by the legislature. And, you know, these people have become heroes. They've become heroes in, in the media and elsewhere. Heroes for what? I mean, what did they do? They interrupted, they disrupted a session of the legislature. Well, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what the rules in Tennessee are, but I think the legislature said, look, you, you're not supposed to behave like that. If you've got a an, something you want to say or you've got a, a point of view, there is a way to do it. But, the you know, they were seeking attention, I think, these three. They were seeking attention, and they're getting it because they're going to be invited to the White House. The vice president paid a visit to to Tennessee. I mean, they've become real heroes, and that's a shame. That's a shame because their behavior was not heroic. They were three legislators who frankly behaved uh, completely improperly for a member uh, of a legislature. that's just not the way you're supposed to behave when you're a legislator if you've got an issue hey you can present it you'll have time if you want to protest you can protest all you want but don't disrupt like we saw in those videos uh, the session of the legislature but nevertheless these three have become big heroes And I I think it's going to be something that will continue to develop next week. Apparently, they've been invited to the White House, so I assume next week they will be uh, going to the White House. The other big story, and this comes out of Texas, and this uh, literally happened in the last 24 hours. There was a young man who happened to be a soldier a couple of years ago in Austin, Texas. He was driving Uber, I guess just to make some extra money. He was driving Uber and he, during the George Floyd riots, there were some, some of those riots in Austin, Texas. They were not as bad as some of the other places, but nevertheless, there was a riot and this man who was driving an Uber uh, car was allegedly, and I have not seen the video, but allegedly surrounded by people and somebody apparently, you know, pointed an AK-47 at him. That's what he's saying. So he defended himself and shot the man. Well, this went to a trial and the soldier was found guilty of murder of the other of the other guy. In other words, he was not uh, given the uh, self-defense framework, if you will, that most people have when they act in self-defense. Well, the governor of Texas is pretty angry about that uh, decision by the jury. And so is the attorney general. And I think a lot of other people in Texas are. Now, again, I don't know all the particulars, so I'm not going to jump to the conclusion that the jury was right or wrong. I want to hear more evidence. But the governor is already considering a pardon. He must have a lot of information than you and I do, of course. And he's already considering a pardon. Now, in Texas, the governor cannot unilaterally pardon somebody, as is the case, let's say, of the president. Uh, He has to hear a pardon request from some state agency that handles uh, these things. So there's a certain bureaucratic process that this has to go through. But I think the governor calling for the pardon, my guess is that it will reach his desk and he will sign the pardon exactly when, I don't know. Again, I don't know how long any of this takes because I've never gone through anything like this before. I don't remember the last time we had a, a pardon like this. There have been other pardons, but usually they come in in a more traditional way where this particular agency will submit a request to the governor to pardon this person that person so those two stories those two stories the three legislators from tennessee and this soldier down in austin texas found guilty of of killing somebody uh he claimed self-defense but the jury found him guilty of murder that's going to be those two things tennessee and that story are going to be in the news quite a bit uh in the country i think over the next week the one the story about the soldier in Austin, that's probably going to take a little bit longer because I don't know how quickly they can put together that pardon request for the governor. I don't know if it takes weeks or if it's a matter of days. I don't know. But that's something that we will we will keep an eye on. Well, one quick thing to hear on this day in history, April the 9th, 1970, it was on this day that Paul McCartney quit the Beatles. And that was kind of the end of the Beatles. Uh, Paul quit the Beatles. It was not a shock. It was not a surprise. Uh, There were a lot of differences in the group, and Paul McCartney officially uh, resigned or quit the group on this day in 1970, and that was the official end of the Beatles. They didn't want to go on without Paul, and I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't. After that, of course, they had solo careers. Paul McCartney had the longest and most successful solo career. John Lennon kind of went in exile and spent much of the 70s uh, away from music. Ringo and George had a few hits, but, you know, they had limited talent, Uh, and I think that that was evident by the fact that they didn't have a lot of solo hits, although they were successful doing other things. But the end of the Beatles on this day in 1970, and as the Beatles were leaving us in 1970, their song, Let It Be, was number one on the charts. Happy Easter, everybody. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Easter Sunday. Maybe you can go back for seconds. Uh, later today and eat some of that food and maybe some of that Easter cake uh, still in your refrigerator. Bye-bye, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas.